You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our RazorCast studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S. and is also a contributing member of our national network of RazorCast professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, stress. Hi, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing just great, Liz. Thanks again for having me on. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, great. Well, thanks for being with us. And um, let's jump in. Can you describe the different types of stress that people face in their lives? Oh, yes, I can. Um, stress is, you know, a, a major reason why people get sick. And, you know, I like to break down stress into three different categories. There's physical stress, chemical stress, and there's emotional stress. And those are the three basics. And physical stress, most people can understand that. We have poor posture. We sit in an odd position all day at a desk or we spend hours looking down at our iPads or our iPhones and we play sports so you know someone takes a fall and they you know have some trauma there that is a physical form of stress and also if i'm playing basketball and you know someone shoves me from behind that's a form of stress to my spine anything that can cause an injury will cause you know stress to the spine and that's in the physical realm chemical types of stresses are things that are in our environment i like to talk about you know Air pollution, for one, is, is a chemical stress, right? Our air is not the cleanest in the world, and our body has to spend a lot of time, energy, trying to clean up the air that we breathe, right? Our lungs filter it out, and we use all these different things. There's additives. There's chemicals in our food. When people take medication, we have to break down those chemicals, which is a form of chemical stress to our body. And the last one is emotional stress. Emotional stress is really how we perceive the world and people who don't get enough sleep, they have um, a tumultuous relationship with their wife or they're constantly in fear because they have a horrible working condition or their boss is a tyrant or whatever it might be or a coworker can be making them feel uncomfortable. That's emotional stress. And all these types of stress can have a physical effect on the body in the long run. And that's really how it works. So there's three different types of stress, but they all kind of affect the body in a similar way. Okay, and that was going to be my next question. What effects does stress have on an individual and and their overall health? Well, stress is a huge factor in making people sick, and I'd like to kind of explain that in a little bit more detail. And in order to do that, I'm going to go back to basic Psych 101, and I hope there's some psychology fans out there because when I talk about this, if you studied any psychology, most people can remember that 
you know, stress really kind of comes from that fight or flight reaction is really what we talk about stress. Most people have heard of that fight or flight. And if I use a classic example is if, let's say, I'm walking down the street and I turn the corner and all of a sudden there's someone with a knife and he wants my wallet and my cell phone. The first thing that I feel in my body is that zing and I start to tingle. And that's the first stress hormone that comes out, which is adrenaline. Right, So adrenaline amps up my body, my muscles feel tight, and I'm like ready, my heart starts to race, and I'm looking and I'm sizing up this guy, and I'm like, well, maybe I can run away, or maybe I'll have to fight this guy. That's where the fight or flight comes from. So the adrenaline is now coursing through my body, and it's made a physical and chemical change in my body. Now, that's what happens with fight or flight, and then I can decide what I want to do. But there's another stress hormone as well, and that's called cortisol. Now, cortisol does two things that are very important in the body. The first thing it does is it shuts off insulin. Now, the reason it shuts off insulin, because insulin will take sugar out of the body, but if I have to run away or fight this guy who's got the knife, I need all the sugar in my bloodstream so I have enough energy to either run away or fight. Now, the other thing that's interesting that cortisol does is that it shuts off your immune system. Now, why does that happen? When you're in fight or flight, you're in survival mode. You're not in heal mode. When does the body heal, Liz? When I ask most people that question, they, most people understand that the body heals at rest. But right. when I'm in survival mode, I'm not thinking about resting. Now, I have all these chemicals surging through my body and physical, chemical, and emotional stress can all do that because if I'm in a, a horrible relationship or every time I go to work, it's super stressful because I'm being berated by my boss, I can go home and just think about my work situation and my emotions will put my body back into that chemistry of fight or flight where I have adrenaline and cortisol coursing through my body. And then again, when I think about that situation, it's going to shut down my immune system, limit my body's ability to heal, and I'm way more likely to become sick at that time because my immune system isn't working. And the last thing I want to throw out to you is I really want you to think about someone that maybe you know or that you've encountered who's really stressed out and you know maybe his wife left him, he's in a bad relationship and he's in danger of losing his job. That person, when you see him, what do they look like? They're all kind of yeah. curled up. They're very, you know, you know, anticipating. Yeah, and they're anticipating yeah. all these horrible things. And because their mind is constantly in that, they're constantly producing an abundance of cortisol. And that's why that person is always coughing, sneezing, and sick all the time. I always make the joke that someone will sneeze in Boston and they'll get sick in Buffalo because that's how run down they are. The people who are run down, constantly bitter and angry, are the ones that are always sick and always complaining. And, you know, that also, you know, leads to that emotional ability of, of you know, controlling your health. And really what's going on between your head is really, between your ears rather, is really what your body is going to physically express. So I know that's a lot of, lot of talk, and, and it, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. But if you understand that basic fight or flight and know how these stress chemicals will make you sick, that's really going to be an important portion of you know, understanding why the body is healthy and why some people get sick and some people don't. Right, and I, I think you know a lot of it is about attitude and how you handle stress on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but from your perspective, you know, we all know we can't completely avoid stress. So what advice do you give your patients to help deal with the stress that we encounter every day? Well, 
there's a lot of advice that a lot of people give. Now, chiropractic is important in that process. Um, but let me talk about a few other things first. Number one is exercise. So if I'm in that stress chemistry and I have that fight or flight process going on and I'm loaded up with adrenaline and cortisol, and if I just let those, body, those chemicals sit in my bloodstream, that's going to have a really negative effect on how my body functions. But fortunately, exercise will burn up that adrenaline and help limit the amount of cortisol in your body. So exercising is a huge part of keeping your body healthy. The other part about it is to, you know, I know we can't avoid stress, but it's how we perceive stress and how we deal with it. So meditation is a great way to try and control stress. And people need to be guided on meditation. You can't just fold up your legs, sit in a dark room, and say, <laughs> om, and think that you're meditating. You know, sometimes it needs to be guided. Positive affirmations are a great way to help decrease the amount of stress that, that people go through. Yoga combines that mind and body connection because yoga is designed to help you gain control over your body and your mind. And we've all heard examples of yogis being able to, like, lower their heart rate and lower their mm -hmm. respiration rate down really low so you can actually gain control over, over the body. Now, chiropractic can help you deal with the physical manifestations of stress because, look, we've all been stressed out. Liz, you've probably had a cruddy day once or twice in your lifetime. And what oh, happens? Yeah. Some people feel tightness in their neck. Some people feel tightness in their lower back. Some people will get an upset stomach. Really what will happen is how you manifest those symptoms, you know, with, with the physical part of it, is something a chiropractor can help with because if their neck gets really tight, you're going to pull the bones out of alignment. By realigning them and doing some quick stretching, you can actually alleviate the physical manifestations of stress in the body and also help the body rebalance its chemistry because, again, we're dealing with the nerve system. Those bones in your spine are aligned to protect your central nervous system. But if they get out of alignment, they're going to irritate the same nerves that they're designed to protect, and that's going to add to the problem. So seeing a chiropractor regularly will help you deal with the physical manifestations, the tightness, and, and all the, the muscular components of it as well. Okay, and then with regard to the exercise, um, can you explain a little bit more how the exercise burns up the adrenaline and then what types of exercise does it should it be cardio really get the heart pumping or um is just you know a little yoga and walking okay what, what do you recommend for exercises to help alleviate stress great questions um you know i'd like to just pick e all of the above um mm -hmm. because any form of exercise is good but one of the most important things to get people to understand is that i can't say you know what liz you should get into cycling Whatever exercise program you take in or take on needs to be one that's compelling to you, something that you enjoy doing. And that's mm -hmm. the most important key because, look, I love to ski. I like to hike. I like to do those things. So those things work great for me. I like to do yoga and I like to meditate and I also enjoy Pilates. So any and all exercise will all cause that same physical, physiological reaction to help you reduce those stress hormones and put your body into a better place and make you stronger. So it doesn't really matter what specific exercises you do mm -hmm. as long as you do something, and it really should be something you enjoy. So that's really a matter of searching your own soul. And, you know, I can't tell you what to do. I can make suggestions, but it really needs to be compelling for you to, to do it and something that you enjoy. But, but the it big does, ones it doesn't that have I think – go ahead, I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be like – that's okay, sorry. It doesn't have to be intense cardio 
where you really no, are it doesn't have to be a high minutes. level of okay. intensity. Okay. Absolutely not. It can be anything that you enjoy. You know, those things are all, all good for it, and, you know, those are things that I enjoy, and they certainly help me burn those things off. The more intense is, is I think, a little bit better, but some people can't handle intense exercise. Right. I'm not going to tell an 86-year-old woman who just lost her husband of 50 years that, you know what, you need to go out there and, you know, hike Mount Everest, you know. It, it's just right. not it's not possible. They need to do something. She might just be going into a pool and swimming or doing non-weight-bearing exercise. Okay, good. This is uh this is really good information. And then I know you also touched on this question. What are some ways chiropractic care can help deal with the effects of stress on the body? So could you expand yeah, on that did, just a little? I did kind of ask it and you asked it answered on <laughs> that one. But um yeah, you know, assisting in the alignment, helping proper nerve system function will help you better alleviate those symptoms of stress. When people come in with tight muscles, and when they're under a lot of stress, yeah, they're going to have neck pain and back pain. And then pain, you know, is an emotional situation, too, that, you know, can help them spiral further into, you know, depression and, and stress type of situations. But seeing a chiropractor will help alleviate the back pain and neck pain, which will certainly make everyone's day brighter. It will also increase nerve system function and allow the body to be more efficient about, you know, uh, getting rid of those chemicals and making the body more resilient in dealing with all the stresses that, that come on there. So, you know, again, regular chiropractic care is great with dealing with the physical manifestations of stress. So those are different parts. And, you know, a lot of chiropractors will help you with nutritional ideas as well and We'll talk to you a little bit more about your exercise program and then knowing if someone has a particular condition, if someone has a herniated disc, well, you know what, letting that person know that, you know, jogging might not be the best exercise for someone with a herniated disc and providing alternate ideas and, and really being a sounding board is a great way to really help people manifesting their stress. And then also, you know, being being able to, you know, let people know that, hey, you know what, your stress levels are really high. Maybe they need to talk to someone. Maybe they need other other therapy counseling and those things. And being a referral source for those types of services is also a great way to assist your patients and really, you know, limit the effects of stress on their body and their minds. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rubenstein. This has been really, really helpful information from, you know, a lot of, uh, you have a lot of perspective on um, the sports, the exercise, the nutrition, the um, just a lot of ways to deal with stress. So I think you'd be a great resource for a lot of people. Well, thank you for saying so, Liz. It's an honor to be here as always. Thank you. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team at RazorCast, we want to thank you for listening and we look forward to bringing you more top quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting edge interviews from leading industry professionals.